This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. This is Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. So Chris uh, Saliza of the Washington Post, he was mocking Trump the other day because 0%, 0% of Donald Trump's cabinet picks have what? 0% of Donald Trump's cabinet picks have what? What could it be? Zero percent of Donald Trump's cabinet picks have PhDs, and and the Washington Post criticizing Trump for that. I think that's awesome. <laughs> like, what's what's the problem? PhDs are nice. If you, if you want to get one, you knock yourself out. But in many fields, I would pick experience over credentials, right? I would pick experience over education because while zero percent of donald trump's picks have phds zero percent of barack obama's cabinet members were ever ceos so i choose experience meanwhile 28 percent of donald trump's picks were ceos 28 percent were in the military only 47 percent have government experience that's a good thing compared to barack obama and george w bush had 91 percent of his cabinet picks had government experience trump 47 percent The left doesn't understand these are good things. This is exactly why people voted for Trump. We don't want people there who have government experience. We want real world experience so we can apply real world principles. So 28% of his cabinet members are military men, meaning they got some pretty good foreign policy experience, I'd say. So who would you rather have, a PhD in military affairs or a four-star general who's been out in the field? And by the way, the four-star general, Mad Dog Mattis, is one of the most learned and scholarly military men in American history. So you get a, you get a twofer with Mad Dog Mattis. So would you rather have uh, some senator be a secretary of state who's been a politician? It's all that. Think about this. Would you rather have a senator be a secretary of state who got into politics and city council and then went up to state assembly, then state senator, uh, then congressman, then U.S. senator? So he's been in politics his whole life. Or would you rather have the CEO of one of the largest companies in the world who has his experience running a staff much larger and a budget way larger than even the U.S. State Department in Rex Tillerson? So Liza says that Trump's cabinet picks are radically unorthodox. Yeah, that's the point, champ. I want to talk about um, something that we've mentioned a lot last a couple of weeks here, a couple of months even, but I think it's it's so important. So this is from Victor Davis Hanson, uh, one of my favorite commentators. He's a farmer and a professor at Stanford. He is the foremost historian in ancient military history. And I love his analysis throughout this entire campaign because he never once was ever surprised by anything about Donald Trump, meaning the rise of Donald Trump. Because he knows his history and he knows that this has happened many, 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 many times before. 
And he wrote a brilliant article this weekend, the other weekend, uh, talking about the true divide in America, which we've talked about a bunch of times. It's not left versus right. It's not conservative versus liberal or whatever. It's city versus country. And it's always been city versus country. So I want to share some of the insight uh, that, that he has on this divide, on this city versus country differences. And you determine if, if this is the exact same thing that's going on today. So we're talking 2,500 years ago. And you decide if this is the exact same thing happening today. And I think once you do, once you see it, at least like I, I, I see it. it clicks for me and I hope I can make it click for you because now I look at all this happening. And it just makes so much sense. You don't have to rack your brain about it anymore. This is the difference. This is the divide. So this is what uh, Victor Davis Hanson said. He said, city folk were laughed at in the comedies of Aristophanes as too impractical and too clever for their own good. While the unpolished, the, the country folk, while the country folk often displayed a more grounded sensibility. Okay, that's exactly what I was talking about with the CEOs versus PhDs. That's it. Barack Obama, city folk, all about the PhDs. Right? Chris Eliza's like, oh my gosh, why aren't there enough PhDs? There are not enough people in PhD with PhDs in Trump's cabinet. Meanwhile, Donald Trump, country folk, and we'll get to why Donald Trump, who himself is from the city, would ever be considered country folk. I'll get to that in a second. But country folk display a more grounded sensibility. CEOs. What's your actual experience? Because Rex Tillerson has run a company with 75,000 employees and the State Department happens to have 75,000 employees. He's been there. He knows how to do it. In classical literature, patriotism and civic militarism were also closely linked with farming and country life. In the 21st century, this is still true. The incubator of the U.S. officer corps is Red State America. Make America Great Again reverberated in the pro-military countryside because it emphasized an exceptionalism that's at odds with the left's embrace of global values. Remember after the election, we talked a lot about movies and, and how in literature and movies, the good guy is always from the country and the bad guy is always from the city. Always, every movie. It's never the other way around, right? Luke Skywalker, who's a farm boy, right? He had to go take on Darth Vader from the Death Star, right? The city. Katniss Everdeen in The Hunger Games. Right? You name the movie. I would say even Rocky Balboa. I mean, yeah, he was from Philadelphia. It wasn't exactly the country, but he was the poor parts of Philadelphia. Right? He was a poor, simple, stupid-sounding um, rube. Right? So good guys are from the country. This is just in literature. In literature everywhere. Good guys are always from the country. Bad guys are from the city. That's how it goes. Because that reflects reality. And military heroes tend to come from the country. Because patriotism and civic duty is an ingrained part of the country culture it always has been and it's still true today here in america i love this line this is so good theocritus i don't know who that is and virgil so these are again poets from thousands of years ago reflected that in the trade-offs imposed by transforming societies the earthiness the excuse me the earthiness lost by city dwellers was more grievous to their souls then the absence of sophistication was to the souls of simpler farmers and shepherds. Uh, that's a complicated sentence. So uh, what he's saying is if you, uh, if you are a country person, 
and you move to the city, right? So as, as societies transform, so you're from the country and you move to the city, the, the connection with the earth that you lose is more grievous to your soul than the country boy who stays in the country and never gains the sophistication of the city. Does that make sense? So if you're from the country and you never gain the sophistication of the city, like that's not great because it's good to have some sophistication of the city. But if you are from the country and you move to the city, yeah, you may become way more sophisticated, but you lose way more by leaving than you ever gain. And remember, we talked about months ago, we talked about an Aesop fable, the country mouse and the city mouse from 2500 BC, which has the exact same lesson. Right? So if you're a country person, it's better to stay in the country than to move to the city. This is why in the movie Gladiator, and, and in real life, Cincinnatus and George Washington and so many great heroes after battle or after service, they just want to go back to their farm. Isn't that amazing? It's been, this has been the case for human history for thousands of years. All right, one more point. Victor Davis Hanson, he says, changes come more slowly to rural interior areas. This explains why people uh, today, progressive city folk, Look at the country focus backwards, right? Values are backwards. Principles are backwards. The way they look at the world is backwards. Changes come more slowly to rural interior areas, given that the sea, the historical importer of strange people and weird ideas is far away. Maritime Athens, right on the water, on, on the coast was liberal, democratic and cosmopolitan. Its antithesis, landlocked Sparta was oligarchic, provincial and tradition bound. In the same way, rural upstate New York is not Manhattan and Provo is not Portland. That amazingly like the same thing today. The same divide. There's a reason why it's the blues, the blue areas of the country are not only the cities, but the coasts. Why is that? Think about that. Why is the cities, or excuse me, why are the coastal areas blue? Why are they democratic? Why are they progressive? It's because it's on the coast, right? And that's where, that's the, that's where the ports are. That's the importer of strange people and weird ideas. <laughs> Interesting, right? But if you're more in inland, changes come more slowly. It's been the case for thousands of years. There was an article written in 400 BC. It was an anonymous. It was written by someone in Athens. And he described the hustle and bustle and, and the materialism in the port city of um, uh, Piraeus. And it's still one of the largest ports in Europe today. And he said, if you want to destroy the purity of rural and a conservative society, then you need to just go ahead and follow the model of the city of Piraeus. So what he was really saying is, rest of Greece, don't follow the model of the city of Piraeus. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 